This episode is sponsored by Voltoro. Keep on listening and you'll find out more about how you can buy allocated gold when the Bitcoin bull run reaches its peak. This way, you don't have to deal with infinitely inflationary fiat or banks that freeze your account. Also, note that trading involves risks and the information presented is not financial advice. This episode is also sponsored by Trezor, the safe place for your coins. Make the most of the holiday season with special deals on wallets and bundles until January the 14th. Trezor makes it easy to secure your funds with the Trezor Model T, a highly secure, advanced, open-source device that has been fully audited by security researchers. Hello there and welcome to a special episode of the Bitcoin Takeover podcast. This is still season 7, but I've decided to record this after I was done with all the episodes which were deployed on Christmas Day and that you can already find on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube. But this episode has been like 8 months in the making. It has been quite some time since... American Hoddle, who has also been on this show in season three, has started a campaign to make someone on Twitter who at the time did not have many followers, was not known by community members. But this campaign involved just donating to this person until he becomes a whole coiner, which means that Bitcoin community members have donated Satoshis until this guy has actually earned one BTC in his address. And it's interesting because I checked that UTXO and it was not spent. So it's still there. It's still just the way it was back in April. And it's quite intriguing when you think about it. There is this guy from Colombia who hustles for a living, who possibly could never get to 1BTC ever. And then he receives donations from the community so that he owns one BTC. I don't know where this is going. I know that right now, Atlas, you are wealthy enough to buy a Tesla or something, but you're not gonna because you're a true believer in the value proposition of Bitcoin. So welcome to the show. I can't wait to hear from you. Uh, Thank you, Vlad. I'm glad to be here. All right. So how would you introduce yourself? I'm just uh, a regular Colombian guy. Um, I never had much money, but I wasn't the, the poorest guy out there. You know, there's people out there who's, who, who really got the hard end of the stick. So it, that's not my case at all. Like, actually, my, my, my mom worked really hard so I could go to uh, a school that taught me English and everything. So in many ways, I think um, I've been really blessed. Uh, I really had some tough years, some last two, three years. A lot of people facing time, a lot of people facing tough situations. But life keeps going and and Bitcoin Twitter just just did me a whole miracle, just out of nowhere. So... I'm really grateful for that. So that's why I'm 
I'm trying to get better on some positive energy. Right. So you have been donated one BTC to this address and you have hold on to it. You have held on to it and you have not spent a single Satoshi yet. I suppose that this donation has changed your life, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just um, as a matter of um, if I have a, a life or death situation, a health situation, or I can I can solve that instantly. So that's good, but it's obviously not spendable. So it's just a matter of uh, I feel better. I uh, my my mind my mind is healthier. So um, I carry myself uh, differently now. So yeah, that's that's the change uh, it's been for me. Is it just the thought in the back of your mind that you have a backup plan and if everything goes wrong, you can actually convert that Bitcoin into fiat and just get out of that situation? Oh, yeah. Like, because you, you never know. Like my, my, my parents are old, you know, old people get heart attacks and get stuff. I'm, I'm, I was worried before if, if something happened to them, uh, like... Bro, that would put me in a situation where, where it's either I get the money or I get the money by any means. So when you get to those situations, uh, things uh, start to turn dark. So, so Bitcoin is basically um, a light that never vanishes. It's always there, take, taking care for me, for my family. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. Very positive. I suppose that comes with a lot of power. But I, I was thinking, what can one Bitcoin buy you in Colombia? Can you get a house or Bro, something? I can, yeah, I can get a house. Yeah, for sure. I can. <laughs> I can get a bunch of stuff. Uh, no, bro. Like I, I, like for the people I move around with, um, bro, I'm the king. Like I, I could buy all of them, motherfucker. But it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh like what what can you buy? Like you can buy a nice apartment, like a cool apartment in the in the north of the city. Um I won't ever do that, but like uh I could buy a couple of cars, maybe three or four. I could yeah, like like uh like unthinkable shit. <laughs> Well, you know, it's not unthinkable because most people listening to this podcast will probably find themselves in a situation where they already have a house and a car. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. To them, I don't think it's anything spectacular. But to somebody who started, you know, from such, I don't know how I should describe it. So you did not have the best of starts. You did not inherit much money from your parents. You had to work to earn everything that you have today. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was in in rough situations. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. Like, like when I say average, uh, it's average to what I know. Like the average person I know has debt, has people all uh, all up on his ass, uh, trying to take money away from you, has uh, bad relations. Like uh, these things are very normal here. Like. My my parents don't have bank accounts. They can't have bank accounts because they're credit scores. So it's um, we don't we don't 
I don't know what you consider average, but that's average for me. Like for me, someone that got a bad hand is like you got no legs. Like bro, you 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 have no arms. You are blind. Uh, someone shot you when you were 12 years old. You can walk like that. That's rough. Like like that. That's fucked. But bro, if you 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 complete, you can hustle. You you good, bro. You can make it for sure. Yeah, you definitely talk like somebody who knows how to hustle. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so are you ever worried that some people may know that you're holding that Bitcoin and may try to extort it from you, threaten you, or do stuff to you? Uh, yeah, I understand that, that question. Like, um, before I even got the Bitcoin... Uh, I, I I understood Bitcoin at, at March because my first thought was okay, so they printing money like like crazy, so it, it gotta be like gold, real estate, or Bitcoin. I knew about Bitcoin before, but I was like, I don't know what that is really. I just knew you used you, you used to use it to buy like guns and you resell them here or whatever, but. Uh, like I didn't know what what it was. So then I was looking into these investments or whatever, and gold is too expensive. Like, have you like yeah, it's too expensive to buy at a good price to a good dealer to not get scammed. It's it's tough. So that was a no. Real estate, I can't do that. I don't have enough money. So. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy stats. And I, I, I started purchasing uh, overpriced stats in local Bitcoin because I, I didn't know how to buy really. But I, I, I was confident in that, that it would make a difference uh, in a matter of a year or five years of, or 10 years. So I started uh, mentioning that to my to my peers. So so they know about Bitcoin long time ago. It's just that uh, I was looking crazy. <laughs> I was looking crazy talking about buying Bitcoin when, when it dropped from nine thousand. But I saw on Bitcoin Twitter um, they were all, they were like hyped about it in the bear market. Um, or just buying bitcoins and stuff. So I, I was confident. My, my friends were not so much confident. But then price action started. And uh, they started to ask me questions about bitcoin. How, how can they get bitcoin or a wallet or whatever. So I've been helping them with that. They don't really talk English like that. So they can go on Twitter or anything <laughs> like I just have this one friend on Twitter, which I which I mentioned the last time. But bro, I sleep. I I, I have slept with this man on the same bed. Like we've been like bros for forever. Like uh, this this man's my brother, so I'm I'm cool with with him. And that's pretty much it. The, uh, the rest of the people that knows that I hold Bitcoin is my family, and that's. That's where it stops. Yeah. 
You have mentioned local bitcoins as the first place where you bought your first Satoshis. Yeah. And isn't that a website which requires KYC nowadays? So you had to sign up with your ID? No, I don't know. I, I didn't sign up um, with an ID. No, I, I remember specifically, specifically um, fuck, I can say that word, but you understand. Uh, I was I was searching for a non KYC um, website because uh, I didn't want to put up my pictures and stuff. I still don't do it. I I I, I purchase Bitcoin with other accounts, but whatever. Yeah, in many cases, privacy is great because we have had so many precedents with exchanges that got hacked, not necessarily just with their coins but also with their customer data. And we have seen that happening with Binance and they tried to extort some coins from them. And when they didn't pay, all the pictures of their customers were published on the Telegram chat. So a lot of passports and IDs were leaked and it's always terrible. And this doesn't just happen to Bitcoin exchanges. We have also seen similar examples to insurance companies in the United States that leaked a lot of customer data. And all of that data can be used by malevolent actors to create fake passports or, I don't know, engage in all sorts of scams. And when you have lots of IDs and you get to choose different identities, you can look for the most reliable person that people trust and try to contact local people and pretend to be that person. And it's always terrible because if you know everything about that person and we sometimes we give too much data on the internet, Mm -hmm. then it can get very dangerous for the sake of protecting innocent people who just want to access a service on the internet. They don't want to do anything malevolent, but, you know, there are bad people in this world. Oh, yeah. Like, I I don't advise my friends to go buy uh, Bitcoin in person. You know how it goes. So, yeah, I think uh, KYC is uh, it's it's better to to <laughs> to just do it and don't risk it out here. Uh, maybe because um, it's just too too much of an opportunity for, uh, as you said, bad actors. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So do you know of many people in Colombia, and you don't have to mention any names, you don't have to give any kind of data, but is Bitcoin popular around there or are you just some sort of weirdo who is into something no, futuristic? No, I, I was, I was between my own cats, but, but, but bro, no, they came around, they came around, price action does that. Like, bro, you can be stubborn, but then when... When they told you, you you was going to make money and you didn't, you feel like dumb. And you just can't, you just have to talk to me again. Bro, let me, let me get some Bitcoin. I'll be like, all right, bro. I have, because I, I told them, like I, I told them price and everything. I told them, uh, this year is going to end up in 30K. And they were like, no, bro, you're tripping. I was like, bro, for sure. Uh, and it did. So um they they came around i have like um uh, a whatsapp group where i have all of them and i just um uh, preach whatever 
Bitcoin Twitter is preaching. And they all got Bitcoin. Like they all got 5 million sats, 6 million sats, 9 million sats, whatever. There's a, there's a, a, one of my friends, he sold his car and everything to buy Bitcoin. He has the most, I think he got like, like 30 million sats. So they going like hard, <laughs> really hard. Like I can be, I can be like uh, doing that just because uh, I just can't go hustle like that anymore. Like you, I, I just cannot be just walking in the streets like that. I just prefer like, uh, like uh, small business opportunities, you know, like, like clothes and other stuff you can, you can buy and sell. Because uh, I don't want uh, like I don't want to expose myself to to a situation where, bro, you could just stay fucking home and be rich. Then you you rather go make a a, a thirty buck and you get marked. No thanks, man. Like like bro, I'm I'm playing it safe. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm uh, I think I can say this. I'm putting up my 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 house uh, for a mortgage uh, to buy Bitcoin. Like I already talked about this before. But yeah, and and I'm 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 fucking doing that because it's like, bro, either either life changes, or it doesn't. But bro, like, this is a a one in a lifetime opportunity. So whatever, like, it goes to zero, it goes to zero. Whatever, I I get back to hustling. Uh, we like, me and my brother will do whatever. My mom's gonna be straight. Like, but we just have to. We just have to go all in, bro. <laughs> like we just have to do it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I would advise anyone to mortgage their house to buy Bitcoin. Oh yeah, no, I, I would. It, it I think that, that's risky. a like, that's a personal decision. But it's just like, bro, um, here in Colombia, bro, you pay taxes heavy on your house, like fucking heavy. Like you, you basically just have a permit to pay a cheaper rent. So why would I just sleep on top of that expensive permit when I can just put it in Bitcoin? Like, I don't really, I don't really care if I lose the house. Like, I, I really don't. Because I, I know it's, it's, it's uh, horrible financial advice, but you can be taking advice from a Colombian guy, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? But... But yeah, that, that's what I want to do. Like, we feel safe doing it. Uh, me, my mom, um, my brother, we all agree on that. So that's, uh, that's what we're uh, going to try right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how secure is private property in Colombia? Do you have no, any guarantee no. by the government that it's going to be yours? Or can, do they confiscate? Bro, <sighs> It's tricky. Like uh, I've known people um, that, for example, you have um, you have like a land that is uh, good for for putting up uh, uh, electricity towers. So the government needs it or whatever, and they they don't buy it from you. They rent it. But there's tricky laws. Like if you rent. Uh, uh, to the government for X amount of years, then they can say, this is a uh, public interest. We're going to buy you this property for however uh, the law says we have to pay you and they just take it off from you. 
So it's it's uh you have to have uh politician friends and uh people with wealth and stuff. They they have friends. And you you know how you know how that is, man. Like um as for the regular person, bro, no, you get like they 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 gonna take your house like uh, a bank uh, for a regular person with a mortgage uh, like me. Like if I don't pay that, bro, they they taking it. They taking it and they selling it just like that, like in a minute. No, they don't care. Like they they really don't care. And they uh, like you have to pay even if you if you have like various houses. You have a few houses. The, uh, new taxes appear and bro, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, uh, I think tax rate is like 70% of, uh, of, uh, cash flows plus whatever, whatever. Exaggerated. It's always interesting to realize that private property is not as respected in these, you know, more corrupt countries around the world. And I come from one. And back in the 90s, I suppose it was a lot, a lot like what you're describing here in Romania. So I can relate to it. Oh, okay. We also had massive inflation. So people were receiving their wages twice a month just because the money was losing value so oh, fast. Wow. And it was being spent. You know, if you got it, you had to spend it fast or else it'd lose value. So you had to do yeah, it. Of course. It was like this for a few years. And my parents were receiving salaries twice a month. So it was also risky. You had to have connections. And the people who bought real estate at the time, they got loans from a bank. But with the inflation at the time, you would get a loan from the bank and you could pay back the loan in like a few months even though the loan was for a few years and that that was actually insane the people who managed to game the system and figure this out have yeah. made a lot of money and bought course, a lot yeah. of real estate and nowadays they are billionaires but my parents were like in their early 20s they were just starting out their careers trying to figure out how to manage life in this world they also had me when they were still very young. So they did not think much in terms of investments. So okay. I guess that's why we were always just average middle class. It got better after 2007, I think. But before that, I don't know. We were we not poor, but we were not, you know, wealthy in any way. Oh, so no, I can relate to what you're describing. And I think the fact that we got to get the kind of education which taught us English mm -hmm. is a major competitive advantage. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's, uh, I, I thank my mom every day for that. <laughs> like, um, it's just like for starters, even if, the, even if the Bitcoin thing didn't happen to me, uh, I still got the information. Like, I was still planning to go hard on this. Like, obviously, it would have been different because I I would have to put myself in in some risky situations to get um, good opportunities for me to stack hard that I don't have to now. Um, but I, I, 
what I got was uh, was the information that Bitcoin was so so disruptive and so so important to the world in general. So yeah, this got really uh, this got me really excited, and and I just figured out it would be a journey for ten years or so, and I hope it'll be. Yeah, I mean, everyone around here who understands Bitcoin doesn't really care about the price swings. I mean, of course, if you have a large stash, I suppose you can buy yourself something nice. Bro, I swear. But at the end I, of the I, day... I literally sweat looking at the chart. Like, no, no cap, I literally sweat. Why do you sweat? Bro, <laughs> I, I don't sweat dumps, though. I, I just sweat pumps. I don't know, man. It's just a weird rush. It's just, uh, bro, $2,000 is, uh, $2,000, $2,500 is, uh, is the annual wage. Like, that's insane, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's what I mean that sometimes I really still can't uh, believe that this happened to me. Like, some, sometimes I just open up my treasure to check. It's still there. <laughs> And I know it's still there, but it's just like, it'd be like that, bro. It's, it's, it's daydreaming. Oh, has Trezor sent you a hardware wallet after oh, yeah, this they, campaign? Yeah, yeah, they, they did it, uh, as it as it was happening, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're nice people. Yeah, they're nice, yeah. Shout out to them. I think it was Katya at the time who was in contact and was oh, in charge true. of doing this. Hey. <laughs> I also had her on the podcast like a couple of episodes ago. So shout out to Katya. Shout I suppose Katya. it was her yeah. who came up with the idea. Thanks, man. You gang. Yeah, it's a lot better. I'm not sure what kind of wallet were you using before you got the treasure. Bro, I was using a, a blockchain wallet and everyone everyone was blaming me on the DM. Yeah. I also remember downloading that one because it's very simple and convenient. Yeah, so I, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, it was, Plus, uh, it, honestly, it, it was very, just laziness. It was the first one I found. Yeah, but it has very good ratings and yeah, I think it yeah. appears at the top when you search mm -hmm. for something. So when you download an app, you don't want to get something which has like 10 reviews. You want to get the one that has 10,000 reviews because oh, yeah. you know that more people have tried it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So from this point of view, I think the blockchain wallet does a good job. It's not the best that you can get for mobile, mm. but it's, I don't think it's the worst either. I put my, I put my friends on, on Blue Wallet. I really like that one. Yeah, it's very nice. It also has Lightning and it has all these interesting integrations that you can use. I definitely recommend that one. Also, I think Blockstream Green is nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's uh, like a new update or whatever? Yeah, it, it used to be called Green Address. Now it's Blockstream Green. Oh, okay. It's nice because it designs when you first set it up, it creates for you a multi-sig. 
oh. with a two-factor authentication, which means that if you want to spend the coins in the wallet, you have to confirm with a code that you receive on your email address. Okay. So if somebody steals your phone and they don't have access to your email account, then they will not be able to spend your coins. But if you have that email on your phone, I don't think there is any trouble getting oh. around to it. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. That's cool too. It's still an extra step of cautiousness, but you know, it's not as good as the passphrase that you have on the Trezor. Oh yeah, I like that very much. No, I, I love my Trezor though. Yeah. Really cool. Which wallet do you use with the Trezor? Which it's a, a Model T. Oh, not which model of Trezor it is, but which wallet do you open to access the Trezor? Which wallet do I open? I don't understand. They go, they gonna play me for so this. So you can go to wallet.trezor.io and access your funds. Or you can use a third-party wallet like Electrum or Wasabi. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. No, I use Trezor. Yeah. Just straight up Trezor. Mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's easy. I like the, the, their interface. Just be sure to use it with the Tor browser. Okay. I'm going to send you a link on how to set that up. Because okay, if you use you. the Trezor, they're going to get your XPUB, which is your public key. And they can also associate that with your IP address. So you don't want that to happen. All right. Yeah. yeah. Even, even if it's slower, it, it's good to use Tor. So I'm going to send you an article on how to set up your Trezor with Tor. Hey, thank you. That's cool. I'll and if you're listening to this, you, you should look it up. It's on my website. It's called Use Trezor with Tor Browser and Seven Easy Steps. So you have a written guide and you also have a video, it depends on which one you prefer. And it's in your DM right now, sir. So you can look it up. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you, man. Voltoro, and that's V-A-U-L-T, like a gold volt, and O-R-O, Oro, which is Spanish for gold, is a gold and Bitcoin exchange, which offers instant swaps between hard money to over 31,000 customers from more than 95 countries. Voltoro has offered Swiss privacy and security since 2015. Furthermore, the gold you purchase is your legal property, secured in your name, so even if something happens to Voltoro, even liquidators could not touch your gold. If you want to become the custodian of your own gold bars, you can request to have them delivered to you or simply trade them back to Bitcoin on the dip. Register for free in only 30 seconds and start trading only with hard money. Please keep in mind that all trading involves risks. This is not financial advice and you are responsible for your own decisions. Don't trust anyone with your data. Trezor takes personal data seriously and overwrites customer details after 90 days once each order is complete. Buy a Trezor hardware wallet and you will not need to worry about your data ending up on the dark web.
yeah, I'm happy that I could help you with something. <laughs> so what else should I ask you right now? Do you envision a time in the future when you'll possibly not want to hustle and you'll use your Bitcoin for something? And if yes, then what would you buy with it and where would you buy it? Because obviously you don't want to buy a house in Colombia because it's unsafe oh, yeah. and you're not sure that you're going to be the owner of it for a very long time. So do you mm -hmm. think about moving out of Colombia? Yeah, I don't really... Uh... I really plan on, on, on buying anything like that. Like for me, as I said, I, I don't really ever want to sell Bitcoin. If I, if I would take a loan, Pierre Richard style, something like that, but I, I don't want to part ways with my Bitcoin on it. Uh, but if we, we, if we got some crazy situation that I think is not so unlikely, uh, maybe hyper-Bitcoinization this, uh, this uh, next couple of years or something crazy like that. Bro, if I, if I suddenly have like 10 million bucks, bro, I, I can spend, I can spend a quarter million getting my family out. And that, that's something I would really like to do. I just want to uh, move out. Uh, I don't really have uh, ambitions for a yacht or a house or a, or a car. I don't like cars. I only, I don't, really like driving at all so I, I don't know I, I just think uh, maybe if we get a really crazy situation I would spend some Bitcoin to I don't know to move to Malta or whatever <laughs> shout out uh, shout out to um, what's this girl's name I forget always um, we just mentioned her Katia is her name? I don't, I don't remember. I, I don't think she's in Malta, but no, she's no, in no. Europe. Uh, no, no, no. But she she does the passport thing. So. Oh, yeah. that That's a different one. Oh. That's a different. Oh, okay. That's okay. Katie Sorry. Anani now. I was yeah. mentioning Katia from Trezor. Ah, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. No, I, I've been... I've been uh, Learning about uh, destinations and things I could I could uh, I could do to to get my family out. So that's that's the only thing I want to do really. Like I, I have no ambitions besides that. Really, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really um, simple man. Yeah, I, I suppose that helps. But at some point in your life, you will possibly have children, and that's going to get more difficult. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> I hope the, the, the future holds that. Uh, I really want to start a family at some point. Uh, I'm young still. I'm just 23. Uh, <laughs> I hope uh, nothing crazy uh, happens here. And I, I really hope just uh, everything goes well. For the other people as well, like no coiners and stuff, because um, because the situation right now with the world is getting tough, and and yeah, like we we definitely are are blessed and safe, uh, at least economically. But bro, like whenever I go out, just to the store and stuff, I I have to watch people on the streets like 
crying stuff because they, they don't have uh, they don't have anything to eat and 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 they always beg for food or coins or whatever and you have to just keep walking like, you get used to it and it's so it's so horrible to 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 be numb to these people that are in these situations and um bro i see a like uh a, a older woman with two um baby boys crying so it's like uh bro i just made one thousand dollars and i'm walking up the street and i see that poor woman she has nothing but bro i can't help right now so it's uh i just hope uh there's a peaceful transition into bitcoin so uh, people don't get wrecked that's so like yeah maybe having uh the means right now has really made me sensible to people that were in my situation just months ago yeah it makes a lot of sense there are lots of second world and third third world countries that have this situation with beggars and poverty and it sucks i think governments are at fault to the extent that people are not educated enough to take care of themselves and there's a lot of corruption which keeps you from actually succeeding and this oh, also yeah, happens in first world countries with regulations that make it very hard for you to succeed because it turns out that a lot of people, when they get to the top, they forget how they got there and they make it harder for everyone to get to the same point. So they impose all sorts of extra rules and requirements that must be fulfilled in order to get to the same status. Yeah, It happens with banks, for example. If you want to become a bank nowadays, it's a lot harder than it was 40 years ago. And you have to submit a lot more papers. If you want to get into politics, I suppose it's always harder after some years have passed. There's always that time after a revolution or some sort of regime change when if you have good ideas and people like you, you can easily get in, elected into office. But after that, you're going to need a lot of money if you want to actually do something. So yes, it's pretty tough. It's a Terrible world for people who have good intentions and want to yeah. help everyone because yeah. for every good-hearted person, there's somebody else or at least two other people who are <laughs> just sure. greedy and think only about themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's that's why I'm like I was I was really uh, amazed when uh, the whole Bitcoin thing happened because, uh, bro, like Bitcoiners are the only serious group of people trying to fix this shit, bro. Like, honestly. That's why, that's why I stayed on, on Bitcoin Twitter. I won't be going anywhere. Like, I, uh, a lot of people thought I was just going to take the money and run away. But, bro, I, I truly believe in this shit. Like, I think this is uh, our only shot, really. Uh, I think we all um, agree that... Uh, Life would be life would be just very depressing without Bitcoin, because there there the weren't solutions before. Like every one of us has felt hopeless, and then we found Bitcoin. 
So it was uh, really special for me because uh, people were giving to me what they think is the most important in the world, their thoughts. So it, it was much more special than money. Yeah, it's definitely very easy or at least a lot easier to get into Bitcoin than to get into stock market investments and real estate and gold and all of these sectors that require you to own something prior. With Bitcoin, you can just install a wallet on your phone and that's it. You can receive money from anyone around the world. And this opens up lots of possibilities for business and for finance. And I don't know if we have the right framework. I suppose we can. This sounds very, I don't know, exceptionalistic or something. But I suppose Bitcoiners can actually help the world become better. I'm not sure if everyone, obviously not everyone, is going to be as lucky as you are to receive one oh, BTC. No, yeah, I was directly helped. Yeah. But direct help can keep on happening with smaller amounts, but still, there is a lot of good that Bitcoiners can do under a Bitcoin standard. And oh, I hope yeah, they do, sure. because I otherwise think, I, I it's going to... I think it's even more important, uh, it's more important to have uh, the, consequ uh, the consequential situation of uh, hyper-Bitcoinization than than have a hundred atlases. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like uh, for me, I think uh, it was like the moment. Although, I don't know how he knew, but bro, I, I know uh, he thought I was going to hold to it. Because otherwise he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't have done anything for me. So the thing is like lots of people, uh, even if you help them, they would they will just squander the opportunity bro and 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 we need we need the smart the smart people to have the money because it, it won't it, it won't help to to uh, do charity bro like uh, defeat the state that's the that's the that that's the top charity you can do because like these people are are not, are not lazy like they 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 are not hungry because they 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 want to be hungry and they just rather stay home and and not work. It's because uh, it's fucked. Like you 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 have a problem with the police, you don't get no work. Like you you hustle once and you get caught or whatever, you don't get work. Uh, like who's gonna hire you? Uh, all of these situations, like government putting up uh, minimum wages, so. They, they can whip us all with the same number and stuff like that. It's just like, take that away. People, people, people can do it by themselves. They can, for sure. But it's just like, it's just like, if you give them the money right now, they're going to spend it in this fiat world. I mean, I can understand if you need to eat and to just have a shelter and the roof above your head, then that makes sense. You sell it and you just take care yeah. of your necessi necessities. But if you don't have any kind of needs like that, mm -hmm. maybe that you can just huddle for a number of years. I don't know. 
I'm not ju- judging anyone. No, no, and no, I think that when people no. sell, you know, the money goes somewhere. So if you're selling it, then there's somebody else buying it. And yeah. in the end, it's going to end up in somebody's stronger hands. And by stronger, I just mean that they don't possibly need to spend it. So they're going to hold it for a longer time. And I suppose that's why... That's true, yeah. There is this kind of price action with Bitcoin because people have conviction and it's getting very hard to find liquidity for institutions right now. Mm, I get it. Yeah. Because, you know, you have a limited supply. There are only 17 million, I think, coins right now in circulation. Yeah, I've seen like 3 million less, 5 million less, whatever. I, I think it could be more though. Like people, people die. There, there's a like there's a big amount of Bitcoin that hasn't moved yet uh, for the last year or so. Like I think it's like sixty percent, bro. That's uh, that's a lot. <laughs> that that's the majority of the network supply just not moving. That's crazy. Well, if we want this to work as a store of value and we want the price appreciation to happen to the extent that more people buy in, then there needs to be this conviction. There need to, we need to have people who hold on to their coins and never sell no matter what. This is what reduces the supply and this is what drives up the FOMO by institutions that want to get in because, you know, you and I, we don't have very ambitious goals. The True. most we can get is just a happy family and a roof above our heads, a nice home, somewhere where we like it. But for institutions, this is like a way of escaping governmental inflation. So if they have reserves, they can get away from the inflation that reduces their purchasing power. And they also want to escape taxation because if they hold on to their money for a very long time, it's going to get taxed after a while. But that's not something that happens if you hold Bitcoins. And more than this, institutions, also individuals, but institutions are very good at doing this. They can just set up this contract where they borrow against their Bitcoins. So they Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to... Mm -hmm put this one BTC on the line and you're going to give me $37,000 for it. And I'm going to pay you back my loan in two years, maybe in fiat. So I'm going to pay you back the money. And at the end of it, I get my Bitcoin back. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like selling. It's just like yeah, using mortgaging your Bitcoin. Yeah. 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 I see. I see uh, Pierre tweeting about this and uh, I got really interested in this. Because I, uh, like I said before, I don't really want to fight with my Bitcoin. So if if I can do that at some at some point, that would be great. Right. So what else do you do with your life outside of Bitcoin? What is life like in Colombia? Oof. Uh, it's hot in my city. Like uh, the weather is strong weather. Um, what can I tell you, man? Like um, a lot of people not wearing masks. A lot of people 
angry that a lot of people not wearing masks. Um, a lot of businesses closed. It's it's weird because it, uh, people didn't stop living their their lives. Like uh, things that are aren't supposed to be open are open, but it's just like everything it's undercover. So it like it's it's the new black market of Colombia. Everything like it's all normal, but it's not. It's really weird. Like um, in the park, you can you can find people who are not wearing masks, and you can find people literally yelling at you, uh, almost at the point at, at the point at the point of crying that please wear a mask. But it's just like uh, media plays with people heavy here, heavy. They are like like mindless warriors. So right now it's not looking good if you want to have a peaceful time. But yeah, everything is more expensive. Uh, every 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 paperwork you want to do uh, that has to do with government, you have to with some funds now. So it's just making the the situation just harder for for regular people. Like like rich people, bro. They they there are whole uh, parts of the city that they don't even use any of that shit. Like no mask, no uh, alcohol, no nothing. Like regular life. It's just like very weird. I guess it's the same everywhere, but I was referring to you know. Other guests from the season were asked about music and films and art that they enjoy. Is there anything that you enjoy, like I don't know, listening to music? Mm, I'm very Can you curious. enjoy I this? Like, yeah, I like uh, podcasts. So I was um, I was watching uh, Joe Rogan uh, almost daily, but then I don't know. I suppose Bitcoin Twitter is so much more fun. So I stayed there. And besides that, the only thing I really want to do right now is uh, learning to code. So I, I made this, uh, this Python course, uh, a small one, and uh, HTML and CSS. And I was just checking that stuff out, but then, then <laughs> my computer broke. So I had to get a new one. But... I, I don't really I don't really go partying and, and that, that kind of stuff really. That's just like uh for other people. Like for me, like yeah, I like music, like any music you put on, like okay, I I listen to it but I'm not a big a big fan of that or, or art. I just I don't know man, I just I'm just very simple. Yeah. Do you have Netflix in Colombia? Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> like we do, but I don't. You know, it's funny because the most I know about Colombia was from oh, I know. the Netflix Narcos. show Narcos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh it's always about uh Pablo Escobar or or Coke. But you you get used to it. 
Right? Well, it's, it's more than that because Narcos mm-hmm. is not just a show about Pablo Escobar and Coke. It's also about presenting how business is conducted and how the government has failed oh, many times. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I have to. I, have, I haven't really. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. You're right. There's there's much more to it to that story. Yeah. Government was really corrupt and uh, all institutions really private too. So yeah, that's true. That's that's cool for people to see. Did you like it? Did you like this year? You finished it? I think I've only watched the first three seasons because after that, it's the story of the cartel from Cali, and it's not as interesting. Mm, okay. But you know, the most interesting part was where the DEA agents from the United States were deployed in. Colombia to look for Pablo Escobar and try to catch him. And they were collaborating all the time with the president and with the embassy. And it was interesting to see how American foreign policy works, to see how you have these agents who come from the United States and they have access to the highest ranked officials in your country. Yeah, yeah. And if they want to do something, they can get away with it just because the United States has the strongest army and the strongest diplomatic power. So even if they were not respecting orders from the local governments, they could just get sent back to the United States and nothing was happening to them. And if one of them was actually getting killed or something, that would be terrible, you know, because if Mm -hmm. one American gets killed, you're going to have to deal with the U.S. Army and you're fucked. Yeah, you no, we we, we know we known for a long time uh, that America runs this bit. Like uh, we know that, like we know that uh, local politics don't matter that much. Uh, like uh, politics is really like how much is the dollar right now? Because that that's uh, that's how you buy shit. So uh, that's the only thing that really matters. Because people gave up with gave up with politics a uh, long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing that matters is like, um, us monetary policy. Uh, so, so yeah, basically, uh, we, we, we tend to, we tend to look up to, uh, America and, and see what's going on there because, uh, it, it really affects us in a big way. So yeah, so people, people are afraid of Biden here, like, like really afraid. And I know most of these people just found out who Biden is, but they are really afraid of Biden. It's just like they have this idea that um, Biden is socialist and Donald Trump is not or whatever. Like, uh, and they're, they're scared the, the world is turning socialist. Um, people are, are talking about that here a lot. So it's uh, really interesting to see. Yeah, they're going to be disappointed because no matter what Biden says, he's backed by some very wealthy companies on Wall Street. So, you know, in the United States, it's very hard to change anything because you're the puppet of your campaign donors. And when they come to your office and they say, you know, I gave you like $50 million in your campaign, you have to do what I say or else... 
I also control the media. I also have this news channel that's going to destroy you. And you're not going to ever get support from me again. And that can also mean that you're not going to get support from some other company which works Mm -hmm. with me. And there's like a whole chain. So I disree that, you know, Biden is not going to make much of a difference. He's going to make a difference. He's going to be like Obama (laughs) or something. No, I agree with that. It's just, uh, like I said before, like media, it gets into people. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think it's really different from, from Trump either. Like, uh, like bro, this stimulus and, 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 and everything it came from Trump too. So, bro, Trump, didn't Trump just, uh, didn't he start it with like 17, $17 trillion in debt and end up with like 30? Or something like that. Like, bro, they they all the same. Like, you figure that shit out when you get into Bitcoin. But before that, mm, it's media who tells you what to say. Yeah, exactly. Plus, there is no way for you to actually verify anything of this information. So you can occupy your brain trying to figure out who's lying to you and for which purpose. Or you can try to make the most of your life and figure out how you can hustle through all of this and make it not affect your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's people that there's people that 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 cry and there's people that sell tears. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy saying out here. But yeah, that it's true. Like you, some people are, are taking advantage of the situation um, that are happening right now. Uh, most likely Bitcoiners and maybe a little bit gold books and stuff. And the rest of people is just waiting to wake up. But I'm, I'm optimistic, though. I'm optimistic about people waking up to Bitcoin. Because um, institutions give so much credibility. Uh, it's really... I, I think it's really possible that, that they, they start the, the definitive ball run. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you mean. I don't know. It's a very complicated world. Yeah, it's out very there. complicated for sure. No, I'm just, I'm just happy to, to be here uh, on Bitcoin Twitter and on, on the on the pod talking to you, talking to the plebs. Like, uh, I'm, re- I'm really humbled. I'm really grateful for y'all to, to, to give me a, a spot with you. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what else to say. I really, I really, I really enjoy my life right now. Like, it's been uh, a lot of growth, a lot of pers- personal growth, and uh, and I, I hope it, it keeps going that way. Yeah, I hope so too, because I very much enjoy your participation in the community. I'm very happy that I had you, and I think this was your first interview in English. Yeah, it was. Sorry, I talked. For for everybody that got to this point, sorry, I choked so much. Next time, maybe no, I won't. No, you didn't. Uh, so it, yeah, I hope you you guys liked it. Uh, I'll be glad to to come here back anytime. It was awesome talking to you, Vlad. I still be check, check your DMs. I'll, I'll I'll keep contact with you. Yeah, sure. And expect more people to invite you to their podcasts because that's how it works. I usually get people for the first time and then they get more <laughs> invitations. Such a visionary.
that, that would be nice. Yeah, I'm open to whatever. Fun. It is really. Possibly next time I will get you an American huddle so the two of you can crack jokes about each other and talk about. Oh possibly. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make fun of me, but I'm I'm already preparing that that encounter. Uh, making all my jokes, he 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 brought his his wife to Twitter, bro. I got I got material. So yeah, maybe we catch up next time with with American Hall. That'd be nice. So thank you for participating, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you, man. Voltoro has a 100% track record with fully audited and insured gold bullion that are secured in a top-tier tax-free Swiss vaulting facility. It also features the generous affiliate program OTC Trading, a physical delivery and pickup or trade back to Bitcoin in seconds. Register for free and check out the ways in which you can trade hard money and preserve your wealth. And if you want to help this show, sign up using the voltero.com slash Bitcoin Takeover link that you can also find in the description. Keep in mind that this is not financial advice, all trading involves risks and you are responsible for your own decisions. This episode has also been sponsored by Trezor. Check out their open source, time-tested and industry standard hardware wallets. And if you would like to support my work, you can also use the referral link in the description.